It is time for our Global Talkers tonight. Quick uh, introduction to Scott Thompson, who you can hear on Global News Radio, Ian Hamilton. Hello there. Hello, Alex. Great to be here. Craig Needles, who you can listen to on Global News Radio in London. Hello there. Hi, Alex. Raining there? Uh, it just finished, but it was one of those weird rains where the sun and was happening <laughs> while the rain was in the same time. Yeah. We couldn't see a rainbow. It was a bizarre weather situation. Yeah. That's because it's always beautiful in London. You know, it's never <laughs> rain. It's always sort of sun and rain. Here, yeah. I need the rain. My lawn looks like hay. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And they uh, they need it for the hay uh, in uh, your neck of the woods. All right. Quick, let's uh, talk about why we are seeing a, a couple of different narratives, depending on which side of the border you are on, because CBS reporting a much different set of facts than what we have been hearing. They have reported that the shooter on Sunday was on the police radar for his activity with ISIS and a um, Al-Qaeda-inspired websites, and that he had, in fact, met with police at one point. New York Post, meanwhile, is reporting that he was a kook obsessed with Batman, had been arrested twice, once for armed robbery and another for possession of a imitation pistol. Let me start with you on this, Craig. Um, you know, it always seems that the American media outlets and that, you know, they can you know, report how they want it, they seem to get much different and more open access to information than we do. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Now, do they have access to information on their side of the border and say thesis or the RCMP is sharing stuff with them and that's where they get it from? I'm I'm curious as far as how they get it. Of course, I I would never ask them to reveal their sources on this sort of thing, but it is interesting that this is not the first time, you you might remember, obviously, with uh, the Manassian situation with the van, that U.S. outlets were ahead of what was going on here in Canada as far as reporting about the perpetrator or something like this. Yeah, it's interesting, Scott, because someone um, emailed me earlier and said, well, maybe it's because they're not frightened to report, um, you know, an unpopular narrative. I don't know. I remember watching the results come in for the U.S. election, and the results I was getting from Canadian networks were far ahead of those <laughs> from the United States. So yeah. I think that, uh, that wash goes both ways. Um, but you are right. There certainly is a different spin on it coming from uh, a U.S. site versus a, a Canadian site. And I mean, you know, you've certainly done some great digging and some great reporting here. Um, you know, I, I think what's important here is that I think it's obvious that, of course, Canadian officials would look into this person's, the shooter's past uh, record, his travel experience, where he's gone, his social media, all of that. The difference is in the United States, they just come out and say it. Here, we don't. We can't, well, well, there's no record of anything, so there's no reason. It's 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 like we're always trying to protect everything. Well, but and the social media sites of this guy, they're gone. Absolutely. And I have a problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, when you when you go to something like a, a really really quick release, a press release uh, from the family, uh, obviously professionally written. I mean, if you've just lost your son, if you've just lost uh, um, uh, a member of your family, and and that person has taken out two others and, and injured thirteen, uh, my goodness, your first your first priority is not to write a press release. So there's something going on here, uh, whether. Whether, um, uh, you, you know, it, the, the defense certainly is ahead of the offense at this point, that's for sure. Yeah, how do you see it, Craig? Well, I, I think that the press release style writing was interesting, and I saw, I, I think you may have been the one that retweeted it, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but the, the Sun has done a piece on uh, whoever the PR person was that, uh, that that put together that press release for them, and yeah, the fact that we can get to a PR firm that quickly. Uh, it's not a PR person. That, that That's not a PR person. Uh, Anthony Fury reveals that it's a, it's a very active, um, you know, a professional activist in the Muslim community that is oh. trying to make a whole movement and, and said he, his, his goal in life is to create a new narrative on Muslims. That's not well, a PR he's firm. That he's serving as a PR person. Then, well, yeah. 
uh, nonetheless, you're, yeah, it's, it's certainly troubling that that's who you, who you reach out to uh, that quickly afterwards. So, yes, there are very much some unanswered questions here. And the speed at which some of the details came out was a little bit unsettling where we were waiting a long time to get any sort of information yeah. about the perpetrator in the wake of what happened. That was Sunday night. We didn't have the, any details about the perpetrator until sort of uh, early evening on Monday. So, uh, yeah, you can understand how people are looking at this with, uh, with, with some skepticism. I certainly am. I don't know if it's a matter of the Canadian media going at it with kid gloves or anything along those lines. I just think that whoever it was with the U.S. media that has done their digging has just done some excellent work, and maybe the people on this side of the border haven't asked the right thing. I don't know about that. I mean, I, look, I have been looking into claims like this as well. Uh, you know, CBS went with them. We, we've been working to verify them, but... You know, I, I just think that there's more to this, and I think uh, obviously media wants to be careful with rushing into to making claims. But again, if the information's there, I think people have a right uh, to see it. Well, I want to uh, talk about Michael Bryant, former uh, um, Attorney General of Ontario, now with the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. He has penned an editorial saying that Toronto should not be making uninformed decisions based on fear. And of course, it's in response to Mayor Tory announcing uh, just last week that new cameras for high crime areas um, will help police zero in exactly where shots are being fired. Um, Scott, I don't know if this is the right time for civil liberty groups to be uh, picking this fight. Wow, yeah. You know, well, intelligence is always uh, a key component to all of this. And the more information police have, uh, the better, of course, they can do their job. That being said, um, privacy is a huge issue in all of this. And, and you have to be extremely careful. I mean, you know, we're, we're just talking about this situation on Danforth. I mean, they, to me, the default uh, answer seems to be mental illness because we're, you know, we don't want to deal with the real issue, which is there could be a there could be a gun issue in Toronto. Uh, instead, it's like, well, you know, it's mental illness. We we, we kind of blow it off. Uh, with this sort of thing, again, how, how much deeper into uh, intelligence and, and surveillance of people on the street? I mean, boy, that's an ongoing debate, isn't it? Well, look, this uh, technology that they want to use, they have said this does not pick up conversations with anybody. It does not breach your privacy. What it does, though, is allow police to respond, Craig, faster, immediate, and they're not wasting their time searching around for where a gun may have exploded. And this is, to me, the the crux of this debate is where you have a reasonable expectation to privacy and what your expectation of privacy is. Uh, as you said, there are no conversations being looked upon here. And I don't think that I have an, a reasonable expectation of privacy if I'm walking down a busy public street in Toronto or London or Hamilton or wherever it is that I happen to be. I don't have an expectation of, oh, no one's going to be able to see what I'm doing. Of course people can see what you're doing. And let, let, let's be honest here. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if we're not supposed to bring this up. I'm not saying that you wouldn't tell me to, but uh, isn't this a little bit rich coming from michael bryant based on his past like 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 you know i thought there was a little bit of irony there as well i mean this is like what the red light camera for shooting i don't know yeah i mean i just don't think that look i i don't want anyone breaching my rights either but if we're going to solve gun crime i think you know you've got to work with what you've got and i just don't think that right now probably not the pet how do we decide what neighborhoods we put these in and how do the neighborhoods feel about that well it's high crime areas you don't you're not going to put them in where there's no shootings happening obviously but you know we saw a story earlier on where a counselor wears a bulletproof Professed into a riding, and, and and we saw the uproar there. So again, if you put one yeah. of these in in your uh, neighborhoods, does it suggest that 
there's a gun problem? I don't know. I mean, others may look at that and say, great, we'll solve the problem. We've got nothing to hide. Others may look at it as an invasion of privacy and, 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 and of course, painting a picture that, that isn't necessarily the truth. What, reality? Oh, we'd well, never want to admit that. Guys, <laughs> i got to go there. Thank you, uh, Scott, Scott Thompson and Craig Needles joining us for this discussion. Interesting discussion always. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.